Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, and they said, don't you dare read an ad. Don't do it. Enjoy the show. I'm Vacation Jen. I'm Eileen Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping! And this week's theme is... I need my space. Personal bubble. <laughs> Get out my bubble. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hi, Trin. Hi, Jen. Where the dang heck are we right now? We are on a work retreat, which is not quite island and vacation, but it is far away. We're mixing business with pleasure in the most beautiful state in all of the U.S. of A. Florida. Florida. Yeah. And uh, and it's good. We're having a nice time here together. Um, we are rooming with our coworker Maria, who is going to come back and probably take a shower in the middle of this podcast episode. Yeah, we'll give her a shout out. We're coming at you live from a, a hotel room right on a, a lake. Swamp. Right on a swamp. <laughs> and we're really enjoying the ocean's bounties here yeah. and actually i don't think we're on a f- coast are we where no. where in the middle of florida are we right now <laughs> we're just in the middle of florida <laughs> <laughs> got it uh but it's been good and uh we are keeping track of our kickstarter and working and on this work retreat at the same time and we're fine i don't know what you're talking about i haven't worked in months <laughs> <laughs> in preparation for this trip <laughs> island jen or i'm sorry vacation jen island trin Vacation Jen, oh god! Vacation Jen drinks only out of coconuts. Oh no! She oils and slathers up <laughs> in a lube-like sus- substance every day. What? In preparation for the the sun's harsh rays. She smells like pina colada. My hair is about the size of a beach ball in our, this humid weather. We've all of our hair is very big. Yeah, and yeah. Trin used volumi- volumizing shampoo on accident. So yeah, Trin's got big hair. I it's I'm gonna have to post a selfie because it's quite large. Yeah. Uh, Should so we do an episode? Oh, Maria's oh, back. Oh, Maria's here. Hey, Maria. Hi. Hey, <laughs> you can go ahead and go about your business because yeah. they already know what's happening. Maria's our coworker, and she's great. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jen and Trin are great roommates. Aww. Well, thank you. What What's great about us? Just I think wondering. Probably because we're sharing a bed, so she could have her own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be real. We volunteered. <laughs> Tell us other things you like about us, Maria. Jen doesn't have a sense of smell. That's so good. Oh, that makes me a very convenient roommate. I, I don't have a sense of smell, so <laughs> anything could be happening in this room right now. <laughs> Any kind of odors. And I don't know about it. So the the episode is personal space, personal bubble, asserting one's own boundaries. Yeah, I'm actually sitting in terms trin's lap right now as we record this episode <laughs> speaking of personal bubbles <laughs> we both had, have handheld mics that we're holding for each other while we <laughs> stare into each other's eyes yeah, our, our arms are looped around one another like we're feeding each other cake uh, at a wedding we're also <laughs> drinking wedding. out of one milkshake with two straws mm-hmm. and uh here we go yeah so here we go an episode on personal space <laughs> <laughs> first question would i have you, to read it i would love okay. for you to do this I have a friend who is getting a little... Hold on. Did you write this question about me? No, never. All right. So I want everyone to read (laughs) this question from the perspective of Trin to Jen. No. (laughs) I have a friend who is getting a little too close. She's always at my desk before I get to work and at breaks. When we chat, she 
when we chat she picks loose hair from my clothes (laughs) she's very timid and i'm not sure how to address this distancing myself or ignoring her makes me feel like i'm being a bully help I think it's so interesting that the asker describes the coworker as being timid and then is like, ah, she's always all up in my grill also. I think that actually makes sense to me because I imagine this person is timid around other people and is maybe clinging so hard to this friend. That's why they're timid. And I know this question isn't from Trin because Trin doesn't have a desk. It's true. Yeah, so it can't be. I gave up my desk to work at this front coffee bar in our office so people could more easily interrupt me. Yeah. That's not a lie. That's that's just yeah, the truth. Trin would rather be interrupted. Trin, <laughs> so I guess this can't be from Trin. So I want to talk about the the second to last sentence here. The last sentence just says help. But the second to last sentence is, ignoring her makes me feel like I'm being a bully. And I feel like we need to address that one right out the gate. I agree. This is not bully behavior you needing space especially at fucking work is not you being a bully Mm -hmm. that is such a reasonable ask i totally agree oh then if you can hear maria's in the shower now yeah uh (laughs) speaking of personal space we're kind of invading maria's right now (laughs) she we texted her before this and she gave us consent to record so it's okay yeah uh so yeah consent is really important and inserting someone and inserting oneself into somebody else's personal space unwanted and without reciprocation that is bad behavior that's almost bullying and i say almost only because it sounds like this person uh is not trying to be a dick which most people actually to be honest don't want to be dicks absolutely most people have no idea yeah and i think that if you tell her that she's doing the wrong thing that is in my view a kindness letting somebody know how to not be a dick is such a kindness so you got this friend she is not only physically in your space she's emotionally taking up space from you and the workplace at work and at breaks so wow that sucks that's all the time yeah that so all the time you have no space from this person we're wondering if maybe the asker is asking this because they know the answer and they just don't want to do it understandably the answer we're going to give you is that you need to say something yeah and trust me that's going to suck. Mm-hmm. You do not want to do this. And I understand. And I, it's really unfortunate that you have been put in this situation. I think that you want an alternative to having the conversation. But the alternative doesn't exist because this person needs to be told. The alternate is you keep dealing with it. And I don't think you should do that. And I think that it's okay to keep dealing with it if you want. And in no way am I recommending that you do this. Um, but if there are other people in this kind of situation that just kind of want to grit their teeth and bear it, it's okay to wait until you are ready to have this conversation. That is not a flaw for you. It's hard. Uh, and to the person who is affecting the asker, to the person who's doing the waiting around uh, and who is doing the, the clothes picking and like the touching, please stop. Sidebar about touching Sidebar people. Sidebar about Don't touching. do it. Like maybe you were raised in a family that does a lot of hugging or just has, you have a blind spot about this, but it is never okay to touch someone's clothes, hair, eyes, nose, whatever body part. Like don't, don't, even if you think you're helping, don't do it. Like don't go up unsolicited and fix someone's tag. Right. That's happened to me so many times. I have a real problem with tags, but here's the thing. I don't care. 
Right. I would rather have my tag out for the world to see, like, oh, God, oh, my God, my tag is out, than a stranger come up and touch me. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, you don't know this person's backstory. Um, you may have kind of an unspoken language with some of your other friends that says, we touch each other. Like, that's what we do. We've known each other for years and years and years, and our code of conduct is different uh, than, than this. But, I mean, we're talking about a coworker here. We're talking about a space that is meant to be productive and a space that people should be able to keep private if they want. And, and they are not being allowed to do this. And that's, that's bullying, kind of. Yeah. I keep on saying kind of, but honestly, even if the intention is not there, even if the intention is not negative, to be constantly in somebody's space is, is bullying. It really is. Uh, so I think that Jen, I, and the asker are at the point that they would we would all rather risk an awkward moment than continue dealing with I this. I certainly would. From the tone of the question, I feel like we're both on board with the, we need to talk about this, right? Let's talk about what that would sound like. Because it's going to suck. It's not going to be fun. Like, it's not. You're going to have to psych yourself up for this. Yeah. And let's talk about, like, how this could escalate. So let's do, what do you think? Where should we start? Should we start with saying, like, a soft no? Well, let's let's start in the mind of the asker and make sure that we hammer home the fact that this is a kindness. Teaching the, the toucher uh, how to unlearn crossing people's boundaries is a kindness that they don't need to give them. Um, so you can come from um, a variety of different approaches. One, you can be very rude, and I guarantee you that this won't happen again. Uh, but the, is, that, is that the emotional fallout you want to deal with in, in the workplace? Yeah, and it might be worth it to you. Like anything else, you have to decide the tone yeah. and the words you want to use yeah. and how forceful you want to be. Because here's the thing. Trin and I will never tell you to be nice to someone that's invading your space. Never. Like that's just not, that's like a little friendshiping incorporated policy. We will never do it. So it's completely up to you to decide the tone you use and if you raise your voice or not. Because why would we ever be like, no, be gentle with this person. That said, you can be gentle if that's your preference. Right. What we want to make sure that you know is that because you get to choose the tone, which in some way will inform the way that the toucher is going to respond. So rude, very rude or mean. Um, and I don't even want to use the word rude because if somebody is instigating, like you're not being rude, you're just properly uh, responding. So a forceful stop this uh, will prompt probably an end to the the situation but also there's going to be emotional fallouts which you may have to deal with in the workplace which maybe will escalate to hr whatever on the other hand if you are too polite and too like oh but if mm, uh, uh, uh. if you talk like a midwesterner yes you're gonna dance around this a lot and say things like maybe we don't touch each other here <laughs> or maybe in the workplace not everyone touches each other right, right. i'm sorry <laughs> Do you want a hot dog or a roast beef sandwich? I'm from the Midwest, and that's all we eat here. <laughs> Could you put the ranch dressing on the side? Because everything that we serve here has ranch dressing on it. Do you want a, a side of fries with your fries? <laughs> <laughs> We're both from the Midwest, FYI. Decide your approach and the way you're going to approach this before you start. I really want to encourage the asker to do some unlearning before they say their words. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, I really think life is about unlearning behavior as much as it is about learning new things. So please try to unlearn the idea that protecting your space and time and energy is a mean thing or wrong right. or something that you should feel ashamed of. It is not mean. It is the opposite of meanness. I hope you can take pride in the fact that you can be an adult who says difficult things like, I'm actually not super into hugs, but I'll give you a high five. Right. Or, hey, good to see you, but when I'm, when I'm at my desk, it's for work only. 
you also don't need to give a reason either like I just did like I don't feel like it right now is always an acceptable reason so do what you can do unlearn the spiral of shame like you said you f- you, you will feel guilt after mm-hmm. you say this thing even if it's extremely nice or if it's rude or whatever you will feel that like oh no I can't believe I just said this to someone try to break the pattern of that thinking and it's really hard to do yeah and like we've said before in the podcast it is always a kindness to let people know your boundaries if you tell people the rules of your body and your emotions people typically want to follow those rules we don't want to tell you you shouldn't feel bad or don't feel bad because we know you probably will Uh, But uh, we want you to be aware that that is a learned behavior. Uh, Sticking up for yourself and feeling bad about it is learned. And that is not necessarily how you deserve to feel. So let's say you said something like, when I have my headphones on, it means I'm working. It's not for talking. Right. I want to talk about the aftermath of that because it might get weird. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be let's be real. Your friend, if your friend hears the signals that you're giving or if you're very clear, they'll probably understand that they've they've messed up. And they might be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or they might get mad and angry Mm -hmm. out of embarrassment. And here's the thing. Let them have that, in my opinion. Let them have their anger. Let them have their awkward. Don't take back your boundaries. It is okay to have boundaries. Everyone does. And it's really difficult and really important to voice them. And they might even say something like, I was just trying to be nice. And that is a perfect thing for them to say because your response to that is, I know you're nice. And because you're nice and you're reasonable, I know that you care about how I feel. And I want to tell you that I don't like this. Yeah. Do you think this would be good in an email? Does it have to be in person? I think it should be in person. I think it should be when it happens. That's smart. When you email or when you have the conversation outside of the actual situation, uh, I think it lets on that you've been thinking about this a lot. And I think that that will just make the other person feel, I think, super guilty and then and more likely to lash out but if it happens in the moment if you say just like actually please don't got it catch them in the moment i i do think so which sucks because that what i'm essentially telling you to do is wait until they cross your boundaries again yeah and we're telling you to get ready for this moment to happen and like we said earlier this does suck keep your head held high knowing that you stuck up for yourself because that is some real adult life shit like jen says yeah (laughs) also awkwardness is not forever right this job is not forever it's not forever for you it's probably not forever for her and uh, yeah that's it well i do want to mention one of my personal heroes kelly sue yeah uh she has this great talk and this great saying that i'm going to paraphrase and she says be kind but you don't have to be nice nah you don't have to be nice to someone that's violating your shit It is up to you what feeling you bring forward with this conversation, whether you want to be very forceful or whether you want to be gentle. um, None of those feelings are wrong and none of those things that you say are wrong because the person who's in the wrong is the person who's consistently violating your boundaries and touching you. And give yourself a pat on the back for every time you break the pattern of the behavior. I agree. Of your behavior of feeling shame. It takes people lifetimes to learn that. I want to say just some positive affirmating things for this listener to go back to after they have this conversation and it's hard. Oh, good. You did the hard thing. Holy shit, you fucking did it. You did the hard thing? Are you Beyonce right now? Is that... You look like Beyonce. Yeah, like you knew the thing was hard. You did the thing anyway because the thing had to be done. You got shit done. You're Olivia Pope. It's handled. That's the best thing that anybody has ever said (laughs) about anyone. (laughs) A plus work. 
A plus job here. We're really proud of you. Honestly, like, I am super proud of this person. I would give you a high five. I was going to say I'd give you a hug. No. But you know what? I actually wouldn't. I don't know you. I don't like giving hugs to strangers. I would give you a knowing nod and a thumbs up. Like the end of Mad Max? <laughs> Question two? Yeah. Oh, boy. I've started to become friends with my very nice upstairs neighbor, but now I wish I hadn't. She's always in the mood for a nice chat in the hallway, and honestly, when I get home from work, I just want to go have a nice beer. Sometimes I see her with her dogs outside her building, and when I come home from work, and I just circle the block a little while so I don't have to have a conversation. Is this my life forever now? Yep. Yeah, this is your life forever yeah. now. You, this person is also from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the fact that they're circling the block in their car. I love it. Yeah. Just just to avoid a two-minute interaction. Are you me? Did I also submit this one? <laughs> There's a lot I will do to avoid interacting with people. Although, I think in this case, I would be the other person. Because I'm trying really hard to befriend our neighbors. And I got to let go. Oh, me yeah. too. I did that too. Really? They have two really great dogs. And it's just like, it's done. Yeah. They have a they have a dog that loves to visit us. And I badly want to like... And I know they, they listen to similar podcasts I do because I saw them at a podcast event in Chicago a couple oh, months ago. And wow. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. And they were like, okay. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I got to... I got to pump the brakes on this one. one. Yeah, Yeah. well, no friendship there, but that's okay. I introduced myself to my neighbors three separate times with my name. I was like, hi, I'm Trin. I live next door to you. And they just said, yeah. (laughs) They didn't say their name. Well, wow, yeah. So that's a sign. They don't want to. Maybe they're in the witness protection program and they're not good at it. So I just give like a knowing, like one, one shake wave while I walk in and nod if I see them. And I just, I leave them alone. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Maybe, yeah, is their name. (laughs) I'm Trin. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually said sentences. I don't know what happened, but uh, I think it was something like, is is this your male? You know? And so, like, they they speak the same language that I do. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so this question. Yes, this is your life forever now. You fucked. You're fucked by neighbor's niceness. (laughs) Unlike the first question, this is not somebody who's violating your boundaries. They live in the building that you live in. Right. They made that p- pretty clear. This is just an, a super neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like <laughs> walking. <laughs> they're not like walking into your apartment with you with yeah, their dogs. Yeah, thank you for making that clear, and because this that this makes this question a little bit easier on us. Right. It's if, not like a creeper. It's just a. Yeah. yeah. However, if you don't want to call three one one on this <laughs> oh, very polite neighbor. <laughs> I still support you. <laughs> I'm sure there are worse. I'm sure there are just as wild things reported to 911. Oh, yeah. My neighbor is will not stop making me banana bread. <laughs> I think she's trying to poison me. Okay, let's get into some advice now. We have been circling, circling the block on this one. Ooh. So the first thing I think you need to think about is what's worth it to you. So if you like petting the dogs and seeing her when you feel good then it's worth the one minute when you don't feel good to say hey good to see you how's it going okay I'm a little tired I'm gonna head back and have a beer but if you don't like her dogs or allergic to dogs or you don't like the way she smells and you just don't ever want to interact with her ever again again you can do something similar to the advice that we said in the first question is you can approach this rudely in a way that will make her view you negatively and not want to interact with you again you can do that um, but that is probably not worth it based on the question. You're probably yeah, somewhere probably in the middle. It's probably not. This yeah. might be... <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not easy to be nice when you're not feeling up to it. When you're not feeling up for social interaction. Right. People are rude when it's too hard to be nice. 
So David Foster Wallace has an episode. Has an episode? No, he does not. That would be awesome, though. He has a an essay about how hard it is to be nice in everyday situations, like when you're in line at the grocery store, and how much of a victory it is for humanity when you can dig deep and find the moment of niceness. Mm-hmm. But that said, everyone has bad days. Like there will be days when you just are rude to this person. But let's talk about weighing your options here. So there are things you can do other than circle the block. One is pretend you're on your phone. Or pretend you're carrying something heavy. Yeah. Not like, but you have to actually. You, yeah, you can't so, just. You can mime just mime it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you're uh you're you're uh training to be a mime and <laughs> you're no. pretending to carry something heavy <laughs> silently. Yeah. Like fake, like you you have your hands held out and you're like, oh sorry, I got all this wet laundry. <laughs> oh, then then your neighbor will not want to talk to you. That's for sure. But the gist of this is is that sometimes it's totally okay to do the white lie of I'm busy talking on my phone. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, and that will get you better at, like, improvising. Yeah. Because you can't have the same conversation every time. Right. Uh, And sometimes it's just, it's late at night or early in the morning, and the truth is, it is rude to talk in the hallway of an apartment building. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even consider the fact that this other person might be rude. Yeah. I just picturing them as, like, a sweet old lady who's got, like, a plate of cookies, but they might just be too much. Were I in this situation... What I would say is that it is worth it to me to have a nice living situation with somebody that I can, you know, ask a cup of sugar for or whatever. Uh, I would rather I'd rather have that than n- have the convenience of never talking to them again. <laughs> yeah, that's really smart, Train. I think decent neighbors are like fucking luxury. I agree. There are so many shitty people or people you don't want to live next to. For me, uh, to be able to say to my neighbor, oh, hey, you were a little loud, which is never, this has never come to it. But if I had a good conversational relationship with my neighbors, to be able to say something like that rather than just have to put up with a ton of noise or something like that, that's very convenient. That's a really good thing that you have to put into the way. Yeah, that's true. you got to build that a little bit. Yeah. yeah this, that does take work. Uh, but at the same time, I think that it's totally okay to be honest, to say, you know what, I'm tired, I'm just going to head back to my apartment, or it's been a long day. Yeah, you might have to interrupt the person to say that, and yeah. you might have to say it a couple times, and you might have to say it your way up the stairs to your to your door, and that will feel very unnatural and rude. Yes, but it's but, not. But it's not. It's probably, it's probably the nicer way to handle everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so again, this is a hard situation. I think that this is going to be in itself less awkward than the first situation i think so yes yeah just because uh this person is nice you know they're not touching you (laughs) they just have two dogs and they want to talk to you and you can say no to a conversation yeah you can you can turn away from one yeah very reasonably too i think that it would take a very unreasonable person to not understand having been tired after a long day most people have been there um and you can extend niceness back to them when you feel more up for it yeah exactly i agree like send a send a holiday card or what are nice what are nice neighborly things to do? I don't know. My neighbors don't know my name. Yeah, they do. They said oh. yeah, it's Trin. Well, maybe they I <laughs> they think confirmed. That, I think that they don't really remember though. I don't know my neighbors' names. They won't tell me. But you can get their mail. You can search it out. And I could just take their mail. You could take their mail. That's and a felony. the next time you see them be like, Hello <laughs> Olivia Sanchez <laughs> and <laughs> Benjamin button (laughs) (laughs) thank you and uh i mean you already know where they live oh god (laughs) this is uh, this is becoming creepier this has become become an opposite of an advice cast (laughs) in conclusion 
I'm sorry for everything. It's okay. That I've said. Jen. Vacation Jen gives the opposite of advice. Vacation <laughs> Jen doesn't care what anyone does. Well, Island Train is tired and wants to stop recording this episode. So. <laughs> and Vacation Jen wants to feed Trin a drink out of a coconut with a crazy straw. I so can't we're going to go do that. Um, but in conclusion, what I would say is that, uh, again, you're not wrong for not wanting to have these little conversations. And most of the time, I think that it's easy to say, I had a long day. Um, but I, again, you have to weigh the situation. Uh, would you rather keep the nice, cordial situation you have with your neighbor? Or does that not matter to you? And you would just much rather just not be inconvenienced by the couple minute chaz. That's really smart. Also, you could put headphones on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> or you could fake a cough. Fake laryngitis. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, what, like, just walking upstairs with your headphones on. Sprint up there. Every time. Yeah. But uh, just like, keep, like, sweatbands in your car and, like, a running shirt. Just change. I'd be like, I'm run. I'm still, I keep my heart rate up. <laughs> like those, those joggers that, like, do little tiny steps and, like, yeah. sidewalks. Or, uh, man, I had an idea. What was it? Oh, Okay, have you ever seen, like, a horse in a parade and they have, like, those eye patches on their, like, periphery yeah. to prevent them from getting startled by yeah. <laughs> people passing by? You need a pair of those. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it's like, oh, I literally didn't see you right there. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lots of good suggestions. I think uh, I'm sure they'll... Please let us know which one you, you take us up on. My <laughs> guess is it'll be trends. But if you do the eye patch thing, let me know. If you do buy horse blinders for yourself, <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> All right. This has been Friendshipping. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem.